welcome back to Oh My Pod. Today we're going to dive into the world of side hustles. Natalie Craig is a close friend of mine who runs a side hustle that's become a passion of hers, and I thought it'd be fitting to have her on given that it was just International Women's Day. I mean, what better way to celebrate than having a badass, hardworking chick that works a nine to five and then focuses on her side hustle while I'm over here passing out watching reality TV after working 40 hours a week. <laughs> so I can't I can't actually speak to this level of side hustle that Natalie has. But before we dive in, can you make sure to rate, review, and subscribe? I know it's kind of awkward for millennials to write reviews because we, we often don't do that. Um, I know reviews are typically written for complaints or negativity, but honestly, that is the way the podcast grows. So consider it payment. That being said, let's jump in and learn a little bit about what it takes to have a successful side biz. Natalie, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having me. So you run a side hustle, but you also have a full nine to five, correct? That is correct. So you not even really have nine to five today. You worked basically nine to six. So I imagine your side hustle has to take priority too for you on the weekends. I'm wondering before we even dive into the logistics of it, because I can't wrap my head around it. Like I said, I I go home, make dinner and pass out. How did you decide to start a side hustle? So I didn't, I guess I wasn't looking per se. Um, My sister, when I graduated college, she introduced uh, this opportunity to me. I was right out of school, entry level, making peanuts for a salary. And fun fact, she's seven years older than me, so pretty much anything she does, I follow in her footsteps. So she shared it with me. I was definitely intrigued. I had a little bit of FOMO. Like I just, I was like, what is she doing? I knew she's very much calculated, logistical, looks into things. So I figured if she's doing this and putting time or into looking into it and doing it, I should probably um, think more about it. And so. Um, just from her is how I really, I knew nothing. I really just dove in and kind of went on a whim. And yeah, it's been four years now. That's crazy. That's as long as I've been at my current job that you've been <laughs> having know. a side hustle. I always say it's like um, when something is, is fun or you enjoy, the time passes so much quicker. And I, it honestly has flown by. I mean, it's true. That's, I think, why I've been at my company for so long because I'm like, it doesn't feel like miserable or that I have to wake up and dread my boss or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, What actually attracted you to doing this once you found out about the opportunity? I think for me, I wanted something that I could work around. Like I said, I still work a full-time demanding job. So I wanted something that I could do around my full-time job. Um, And I wanted something that I could do from anywhere. I love to travel. I didn't have at the time the money to do so, but I knew I wanted to. Um, So the fact that it was virtual, um, the fact that whatever I, obviously with my side of hustle, it's a consumable product. So something that goes down the drain or we use, like I I felt like I had, I wasn't, you know, 100% believing in what I was selling at the time, but I had a good idea that the company was very successful that I was going to be involved with. So it just, I, it felt right. um, And yeah, I. There were just a lot of opportunities, yeah, it seemed like. Yeah, absolutely. What did you expect it to be like? Because I feel like the reason I don't have a side hustle is, I mean, I guess you could consider this podcast one, but <laughs> I don't want to take on another actual job because I feel like it would take so much time up. I like to use my weekends to catch up, and I feel like that's why a lot of people are scared to. So what what were your expectations? Uh, for me, I didn't, I necess- I didn't necessarily come in with an expectation because I had no idea – 
I had run like um, a spray tan business in college, which was like, you know, oh a gosh. taste of. Yeah, fun <laughs> fact, guys, we went to college together and Natalie did spray tan, like airbrush spray tans yes. for formals. And it was quite the side hustle. I did not save any of it, which is why I started a side hustle is because I had so much student loan debt to pay off. I was yeah. spending all of that. Um, On spring break cruises. Literally. That's what I did. <laughs> not my cruises, loan. but just bar and going out and shopping. Every time I got my loan money, it was like, in my eyes, free money. But Same. So, um, yeah, I, I didn't have much expectation when I came into it. Um, I have no business background or sales background or anything like that. I think I was just like, I wanted something on the side for me. I wanted something that I didn't have to trade time for money. So, like, I didn't have to go somewhere to earn the money. You know, like, I didn't have yeah. to work at a workout studio or drive for Uber or whatever people do on the side. Um, so, I didn't have too many expectations. And I think as I quickly got into it, I realized, wow, you know, this is really something. I'm my own boss. I can put in the time that I want and figure it out around my schedule. And that was a, something, again, that was – or initially really appealing is like I could work this around the time that I have and it I have few few extra hours on my lunch break or after work or on the way to work you know I could find the time to fit it in when you started did it end up being that way where you were like oh I can fit it in or did you notice you were becoming distracted or you're like this is pretty overwhelming like what did it actually end up being like I think when you start anything new, it feels a little bit overwhelming. So I never, you know, downplay that it's, you know, just like easy peasy. Um, it is something new and you're learning. It's you are your own boss. So like what you put in is what you get out of it. I think I had to find I for me, I loved it so much that I was like finding myself wanting to do it at all times during the day. And I still work full time. So I had to like find that balance. Um to not, you know, find myself working on it while at work. I, you know, yeah. you can't do that. Um, so I guess it was just, I was had so much excitement and I, like, just had never felt so passionate about something so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the inside hustle that I'm involved in is a lot of providing a lot of value to people, which I don't necessarily um, get a lot of times in what I do in my corporate job Mm -hmm. so it was like I was truly helping people and that felt so rewarding that I just wanted to keep working it all the time all day every day and that's obviously now over four years I've learned a balance of like I need to you know work my business at this time but I don't have like set business hours I think it's just on the go I'll be it's all virtual so I can be on my phone and work this from anywhere right I think that's an important note is that you make the time for it because Similar to this podcast, I do have to take time after work or even during my lunch break. I have to have guests come in and Mm -hmm. record while I can because I can't be editing at my desk while I'm trying Mm -hmm. to sell in my job. Absolutely. And then on the weekends, I want to have fun, but I'm like, this is actually something I like to do. I don't mind taking a Sunday morning and editing my podcast. And to you, you're selling skincare products, which skin is like the most important thing to everyone. Mm -hmm. So to your point, I think the takeaway here is that it has to add value or else you are going to feel like it's extra work, like dead weight work. Yeah, I think um, everybody, you know, doesn't come into this with a skincare background. And yeah, we are all busy and we all, a lot of us do have full-time jobs. And when you're doing something that you love, it doesn't feel like work. And you make time for what you want to make time for and you make priority for what you want to make time, you know, to put a priority to. And I don't think, you know, for me when people are like, oh, so like you, I see how much time you put in this. I'm like, it really doesn't feel like work. You know, it's yeah. it's something that I love. And 
I think if you can get to that point and having a side hustle that is, you know, so rewarding and goes beyond just you, like I have a team now and I see that and I see the value that they're providing and how rewarding it is for them. And it just is so much bigger than myself now. And I think that goes a long way. There is something that I heard on another podcast. It was actually from a Tony Robbins conference and they said, happiness is making progress. And I feel like this is kind of applicable because it's like you're making progress when you are seeing the reward of it. You're, it's not like, oh, I, I'm in a side hustle. I'm, that's it. It's no, I'm seeing progress not only of myself, like self development, but oh, absolutely with your team. And for me, it's kind of the same thing. It transfers over. Like my first podcast, let's admit it, it wasn't the greatest. <laughs> I didn't know how to interview. I was oh like, gosh, I guess yeah. I'll leave all these clips in. I don't know how to edit. I, I feel bad cutting their answers down. And then I'm like, now that I'm making progress, it's actually making me happy. And it's something that I don't mind sitting and doing i mean we're here at 6 p.m on a friday and i like doing we should this have some wine yeah we should have a happy good. hour we'll but after. exactly but to your point like you have to see the progress and the reward and actually like what you're doing or yeah it's gonna feel like when you were in high school and your parents made you get a job and you're like i don't want to do that exactly you are your own boss in this when you have a side hustle and you know it's not overnight success it's not Mm -hmm. like I cringe at some of the messages I sent to people to share about this opportunity I I probably lost a lot of Facebook friends I don't even know you know some of the things I look back at I just laugh but that's it's a lot of personal development huge Mm -hmm. there's a lot of support and you know it's not um every day that people think to do this I think people it's given me a lot of confidence and belief in myself and my team and I love that like you know, sometimes we don't get those leadership op- leadership opportunities or mentoring opportunities in our day-to-day. And I think it's really important to have that and feel confident in your own skin. Obviously, I'm selling or sharing skincare, so it helps. But aside from just the skincare, it's a lot of inward personal development and confidence as well. That's a good point of like being your own boss because a lot of times in work, you have to fit into a certain mold. You have deadlines to hit. You have spreadsheets to fill out you barely get recognition and the side hustle it's not about recognition it's to your point like I have to make my own hours Mm -hmm. I have to produce this product I have to go out whether that's recording a podcast or selling something Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day when it's done you're like I did that like that's the work I put out and you can recognize that yourself absolutely and there's definitely you know it's a pause I like to say it's like a sorority without the drama there's a lot of positive (laughs) things about it and there's a team of you know, people that are supporting you. And so even if it's a small little goal that you probably wouldn't have, like you said, got recognition in corporate America for, we are absolutely, you know, cheering people on and being people's cheerleaders and letting them know that, you know, they are doing something good. And I think it's it's really nice to see that. And even if it's just a small little, like, great job, I think it goes a long way. I mean, I'm not here to – I'm not their boss. I just am really, like I said, a cheerleader to them. And I feel like that is something we don't necessarily, you know, reward each other enough or cheer each other on enough. And yeah. that's what I found is, like, so helpful for me is, like, oh, there's people that, you know, even that aren't even in this side hustle that are were cheering me on. I was running for a big um, promotion, and – people and a big trip and people were that I didn't even know were reaching out saying like hey did you earn that trip and it was just like wow I didn't even know that they cared or you know so I think that's yeah you're right it's definitely a rewarding experience after seeing so much success with one did you ever decide let me start another one and see what that's like or were you like I really like this one I'm going to stick with it because I know a lot of people have 
three, four different side hustles. Yeah, I do. Um, I do see I see people do that. And it personally, I mean, I'm not Mark Cuban. I'm not, like, investing in companies and taking them big and doing right. that. I'm, you know, this is a small business for now. And I really find that people have the most success, in my experience, um, focusing on one and really honing in on that one thing and finding the passion there rather than dabbling in a bunch of different little things. And I think it honestly sometimes comes off as salesy when you're like, I do this. Oh, you don't want that? Well, then I have this. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we just talked about that. Like, we don't want to be salesy. We want to be sharing an opportunity. I consider myself a saleswoman or, excuse me, a shareswoman, Mm -hmm. not a saleswoman, because I don't want to be that grimy salesperson. Right. Um, So I think focusing on one is just where people see the most success. They can put their energy. When you're all over the place, it's, you know, people don't really necessarily see you as like a credible consultant, you know, and I'm consulting for skin. I want people to think, oh, I need, you know, um, you know, some skincare products or I am looking for something for my lashes. I want them to go, okay, I'm going to go to Natalie for that. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. I, it's making me think of before I started this podcast, I think you might remember this in college. I just tried, I tried to start a makeup Instagram and this <laughs> no. was before Instagram was even big and I thought it was like a photo editing app and then I realized what it was and I wanted to start that. But then because of that, I was like, would be a lot better if I had a blog. But wait, I'm going to school for video. I could probably do like YouTube videos. And I, I like at once I was like, I'm going to do YouTube and Instagram and blogging. And I was like, <laughs> it all crashed and burned because yeah. I was trying to do too much at once. Exactly. And you, you do have to learn one thing at a time. I was like, okay, I suck at editing video. I don't even actually know how to do it. I can write, but writing takes a while. You have to edit. You have to take pictures. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, what am I doing? Like, you're not a blogger, videographer, photographer. Like, yeah. even though people can do all that nowadays, which I give them so much credit for, at that point in my life, I was like, I'm not going to be taken seriously if I am if I have all these, like, haphazard, half-assed projects going out the door. People are going to be like, why would we want to come to you? Like, <laughs> you haven't even mastered one yeah. thing. I think when you are focusing on one thing, then you can, within that one thing, um, become really successful and an expert in that one thing and then people really trust you and when people trust you they want to be able to share with you I mean skin is really vulnerable and, and that's obviously the side hustle that I represent and I think when you ha- also with vulnerability is people sharing about their financial situation and so you can't you know get to be that expert when you have all these different things that you're focusing on like I mean when I first started my com with my company I um really laugh not only of the messages I as I mentioned that I sent but like things I posted on social media it's a lot of um branding yourself and you know you don't need to be a social media expert but I now have found a way through just doing this and focusing on that uh, how I want to brand myself and I think if I was focusing on so many different things and different businesses I really want to have time to like fix the or improve on the things that I need to improve on. I actually want to talk about that branding yourself because this to me is an internal conflict I have all the time because I'm like, in order to get this podcast out, you have to promote it. Like we are our own bosses. No one else is going to promote this for me. I have to be my biggest cheerleader. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't want people to be like, oh, great. Chelsea has another post up. Like, let's see what it's about. Oh my gosh. Here's another, you know, stream coming out with this. I'm like, 
I'm not trying to come off as if I'm like the number one podcast host in America. Obviously, I'm not. I have like 20 reviews on iTunes, but at the same time, (laughs) I have to start somewhere and I have to promote it. And I'm sure that was what you were talking about. You had to do that too. So what have you found in terms of balance of like personal branding and then just being on social media is I think how both of us promote a lot. So I'm using that as the example. But how did you find a balance between, okay, I need to promote and brand myself versus... I'm just on social for fun. This is a really good question. I'm glad you asked it because I get asked it a lot because there's a lot of people who are like, oh, I can never do this because I don't want to, you know, blast on social media. My rule of thumb to branding yourself on social media is fitting it into your everyday life. Like you want it to not look like you're posting to sell something. People aren't on social media to buy things or to download things or however you're looking to get that exposure. Um, They are on there to basically just scroll, and if it feels organic and feels like something you believe in, they're going to want to support you. And so a lot of what I say is, you know, do incorporate it into your everyday life when you are, you know, promoting your your brand and your podcast, and that's how I look at it as well. Um, I think when the biggest thing with social media is people get in their heads. They're like, oh, I don't want people to think this about me. No one, ca- you know, I, I had to come to this uh, conclusion. No one cares enough to be like, oh, I don't like what Chelsea's posting. Like, only you feel that right. way. It's very ego-driven. Exactly. And so, like, just if you don't, if people don't like it, I tell them, keep on scrolling by. Like, no one's stopping you. You don't, you don't have to interact with what I'm posting. Um, but it's helping the next person who's scrolling on by. And maybe they see something and see value out of it. So I think with social media be you like be genuine and people really respond to that versus like buy this from me or download this or however you want to get the word out um but a lot of it is really in our heads I really do think that that's so true I mean I think I stalled so much with starting this podcast because I was like what are people going to think they're Mm going to be like who does she think she is she what is she going to talk about and then she's going to post on social media who cares like we're here to find funny memes and baby videos and I honestly, I would say it took a year for me to get out of my own head and be like, if you want to start, start it. Like, get it done. And then to your point, I posted on Facebook and I was like, oh my gosh, I bet you my mom and sisters are going (laughs) to like it. And all these people were like, oh my God, so cool. Thanks for sharing. And this isn't to toot my own horn. This is a a lesson to not stall and wait as long as I did. Because if I would have started this when I actually wanted to, probably a year and a half ago, I would be in such a different spot. But I was so in my own head that I... I feel like I almost like did myself a disservice by caring so much about what people thought. Yeah, it's all I think that is a lot of reason why people don't start things, whatever it may be, side hustle, podcast, whatever, is because they're worried about what people think. And I had to really get over that. I mean, I'm not gonna say I didn't, you know, think about that when I started this. It definitely crossed my mind. It was something internally, an internal struggle that I had to get over. Like, this is something that you start that you're passionate about that is interesting to you and it might be that same way you're putting something out there that people might like and I had to think about that too it's like you know who cares if someone doesn't like it this is something I want to do and I it's my business and for me I earn extra income and addition and a salary from this now so like I don't I had to get over that I had to be like you know what I don't care if they don't like it they can unfollow me and I know that it's helping other people and so I'll stick to that and like be true and passionate and sharing what I'm sharing and being true to who I am 
And hopefully that comes across as genuine and not like pushy and salesy. Right. And let's not forget people, all these platforms have built out features where you can mute or unfollow people. Yeah. So if it's really bothering you that much, <laughs> I know. you I'm can like, just, just do one of those do things. That. And I think Honestly, the biggest thing that holds people back is themselves, honestly. 100%. It's nothing like, you know, I don't think I have the network or I don't think people are going to, whatever you decide to share or sell or start your own business, like there's, it's you most of the time that you have to get over to a, move forward. A billion percent. And like if you think about every single person that had an idea or a business that they started, um, you know, they probably had a lot of criticism and a lot of, I mean, I've had people say crazy things to me I'm like well whatever moving on I've had to just kind of I've gotten thicker skin over this just by knowing like believe in what you're doing and that comes across and people will see that now that you've gotten out of your own head you've figured out this is a viable source of income I can actually build my own schedule work with my own team what was the goal when you started seeing money come in like what were you gonna do with that initially I think I really just wanted to pay off my student loans. That's why I started this business. I remember graduating college and getting that $500 loan payment that I needed to pay every month. And it felt, I I literally called my mom. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to pay this off. And so initially it was to pay off my student loans. Um, And then as I've been, you know, doing this for over the last four years, it's changed a little bit. I think now that I'm doing this and I'm seeing it as such a viable source of income, I'm used to that double salary essentially I'm able to pay my my rent and be able to travel which are now so it's more doing the things I love I think eventually I would everyone asked me like people actually forget that I work full-time they're like oh would you ever you know leave your corporate job the answer is if it became something you know that I could fully rely on right now I'm just so used to that double income Maybe. Um, I don't want to fully answer that yes, but I, I see that being something and then always having something on the side, like maybe having, you know, a, I love health and wellness. So doing something I'm also passionate about other than this business. Um, but this would be, the goal would be to have this as my sole, 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 sole source of income. When did you start seeing it become a viable income? Because like we said before, things take time to grow. I think a mistake people often make especially now where everyone can just make a side business is Mm -hmm. oh it's going to take two weeks and I'll be making money people will be contacting me in my instance it would be like brands want to work with me I'm going to be in a network for your instance you might be like oh I'm going to get 20 customers in the first week Mm -hmm. how long did it actually take you to get where you are that's a good question because I think people do come in and think it's a get rich quick and it's not it's you know it's not like I it's hard work and I'm digging in the trenches but it's consistent work um, over a course of time. And I think for me, within six months, I was able to pay that $500 loan payment easily and, and pay for those, I like to call them the extras, traveling, eating out, all those things that we love to do in our 20s, and saving. I don't know that many people our age are able to save, and I'm able to do that with this business, but it was not overnight. It took about six months to a year to really build up you know, the confidence in what I was doing to build up a customer base, to build up a team. It takes, you know, it's not overnight. Some people, the journey is overnight and I'm like, you know, you're, that's amazing, but not for everybody. And so I tell people, I'm like, don't give up. Like you can't build a business in six months. Absolutely not. And it's, you know, this business is, they say a three to five year 
business, I would say um, if you're in your like 30s to 40s. If you're in your 20s, I think it's more of like a five to seven year business. But if you think about it, your the potential to earn in a in a side business if it's a you know viable one um, where you're earning residual income, five to seven years is not that long compared to a lifelong grind, and that's what I don't want. I don't want to be in something where I'm it's a grind and I don't enjoy it, whether that be my corporate job or my side hustle. I want to be happy, and so a lot of times this is the you know extra plan B and, and is plan B for now that could turn into plan A, but it is a lot of happiness and joy that I find in doing this. You said a word that I want to hone in on, which is consistency. Mm-hmm. This was so hard for me to learn because when I first started out, I got actually lucky with the amount of people that said yes to doing the podcast. And so in my mind, I was like, I can kind of take my foot off the gas a little. I don't need mm-hmm. to be doing as much outreach because I have enough people to do a month of episodes. And in that time frame, I realized, oh my God, I'm behind now. You have to coordinate people's schedules. And so I ended up taking like two weeks off over winter break, which it was winter break. I wanted to enjoy the time with my friends and family. But I feel like I kind of lost the steam there with with the, I guess, like buildup of the podcast. And I've learned now you have to put out an episode a week. In my case, that is what people want to hear is an episode a week at the minimum. And so for you, how did you find it? How did you find consistency? Because I imagine, again, like you probably started seeing a team grow and you're like, mm-hmm. well, I'm making enough money. I can maybe step back now. Yeah. Was that ever an issue? Yeah. I think the minute you start to see success, you just kind of take your foot off the gas, like you said, and you kind of coast. And the minute we start coasting is when, you know, I feel like things kind of aren't as successful maybe um, or you start to see maybe less pay or whatever you're you're going for, less people coming on the podcast. So you even in the most successful points in your business, you still need to be doing that outreach and being consistent. Everyone asks me that. How do you? I think it's a lot of um, just like self determination and self motivation that you you can't teach people to have that. So like when people come onto my team and they you know want to earn all this extra income and you know it's it's kind of like well you have to put in the time and it's not like I'm saying work 60 hour plus weeks like we do in our you know or 40 hour plus weeks like a normal you know nine to five but you definitely have to put the time into it and we all have the same amount of hours in the day everybody is busy I mean I just say if you want it to be something you do have to put in the time it's not like I'm saying you know go out of your way to work your work your business but you absolutely just need to find the pockets of the time in your day that makes sense for you and something that is I think transferable again I know we're talking about skincare for you and for me it's a podcast I'm mm-hmm. not even making money off of this this is truly just a passion like right. I've always just wanted to start this yeah but is growing it for me I have to think about consistency and how I want to grow my listener base and my following etc for you you have to think of the customer base and for me, there, I think what held me back early on was thinking I might run out of topics after six months. Like, who am I going to interview after I exhaust all my resources? Mm-hmm. And looking back, at, I made a list of people I wanted to interview. Most of them have said yes and are either coming on the podcast or have. And I'm like, 
oh my god like is this it is my podcast over after you know 20 (laughs) episodes obviously that's not the case but did you have that moment where you're like I've kind of hit all the targets and like how am I going to actually grow this any bigger than it is oh yeah I think um I started this business with my sister and so we have a similar network and so I absolutely felt like that in my first year I think everyone asked me do you have any regrets in this my only regret is that I just built a customer base up my first year and didn't really talk about people's financial stability and their financial future and wanting a side hustle. Um, And so I didn't really build my team. I didn't reach out about the other side of the business. And I just talked about product and um, I got, you know, great customers from it. But that does start to run dry when it's just, you know, your immediate, I like to call it your dirt network. So people that would literally support you if you were selling dirt. And that starts to go away and dry up. So um, it reminds you to make connections and reach out to people. And who cares if they tell you no? Like every for every 10 no's, you're going to get a yes. And mm-hmm. so um, I never stop connecting with people and sharing about this. And I think that's the same thing. Is like you can't really take your foot off the brake or the gas. So you just have to continue to share this and believe in it. And keep kind of building that network or for you like building the people that are that you want to have influence on your podcast and I feel like you have to be creative at least in what we do with how we build that network I have to think about topics I want to talk about what intros I want to do should I play games should I have a different type of guest on like there's a bunch of things I have to consider and it reminded me of something you did when I lived at my apartment downtown, Mm -hmm. you actually set up like a little event downstairs with a tablecloth. You had like gemstones on the table. You had the products (laughs) out. I imagine that wasn't something that your company was like, you better get on that. You had to think of that yourself. So do you find yourself, would you recommend that if you are going into a side hustle, you need to have some level of creativity? I think, yeah. I mean, it's not to the like creativity where, you know, I think people are like, oh, your social media is so creative. And I'm like, well, fun fact, I, you know, yes, some of it I come up on my own, but I'm definitely pulling from other resources and other people and getting, you know, creative based on other people's creativity. So it's not like I'm reinventing the wheel every time I post something. Mm-hmm. For those events, like my business does not rely on revolve around events but I do think face-to-face is the best way to share something and so yeah I did set up you know an event like that and getting creative to do something in person um, goes a lot farther I think people just think I post on my social media and that be that Um, but it is a lot of human interaction Um, and I'm not I wouldn't say I'm creative um, to the point where I'm like can draw something or come up with you know some sort of elaborate creativity piece but I like to kind of think sometimes outside of the box um but then sometimes I go back to like something very simple like I should just interact with that person over coffee and like just talk the basics yeah back to the basics for sure that's so true I think some of the guests that I have coming up I've told my family about because they're really exciting and they're like whoa what was the email you sent you must have said something crazy I go I literally dm them on Instagram yeah I just said like hey I started a podcast um would you want to be on it and the basics this is different because they live in new york and i can't get them on the podcast on face to face but to your point like a cup of coffee and a chat goes a long way oh yeah and i think if you don't reach out well you always just will wonder what would that person think well would they say yes would they say no i mean what happens if someone says no do you die no it's like you're you're okay um and so i think 
just reaching out is a big part of what I do and outreach is key but you can't just like judge that that person wouldn't be interested and I always say if like you keep thinking of that person just reach out to them all the worst they can do is not respond or say no um but you never know I've gotten a lot of no's and then those have turned into yeses or even maybe in initially interested that you never think so yeah I think if and vice versa if the person keeps you know maybe there's someone that's because you're branding and they are wanting to be on your podcast, I tell that person, reach out to you. Because it's like, if you keep thinking about something and it keeps coming up, it's probably something you should be involved in. Absolutely. This reminds me of a book I'm reading right now called Ego is the Enemy. And it's by Ryan Holiday. He, I loved him on some... I actually found out about him from another podcast. podcast? Speaking of like word of mouth. Yeah. Um, and it's all... It's talking about that like ego is your enemy. And to your point of like, I, I got really stuck in like, I can't have a podcast because I'm going to have like people that I know on and maybe some local businesses and that's going to be it. And I was like, that deterred me again from almost a year of starting this. And to your point, it's the same thing with customers. You're probably like, oh, well, she's, she, I haven't talked to her in five years. Mm-hmm. Is she going to say yes? Oh, yeah. But it is kind of going all back to our own ego. It's like, oh, what is she going to think of me that I have this business? Or are they going to think I'm an idiot for having this podcast? Because it's recorded pretty ghetto production right now. <laughs> so you get so in your own head. And I think a, a main takeaway that this whole podcast is about is like ego really is an enemy. If you tell yourself no, then yeah, someone else is probably going to say no. But if you say, yeah, I can do it, the person's probably going to be more open to it than you think. Exactly. And I tell people on my team, I'm like, think about why you started this and go back to that if you're ever questioning reaching out to somebody because – the worst that can happen is they do say no. And, well, even if they do say no, they might know somebody that knows somebody. And next thing you know, you're connecting with someone. And it might not even be about a podcast. It could just be, you know, a good mentor or someone recommending a good book. I mean, this is the year, as I've been reading and seeing, is of the year of micro-influencers where it's like you and I can influence people to start an own, start their own podcast, start their own side hustle, whatever it may be. You can do that as long as you, you know, believe in what you're doing and have that little glimmer. If you keep thinking about it, go back to it and start it and do it and don't let you be the reason why you're not doing something. Absolutely. 100% could not have said it better myself. I want to know what's the best thing about having a side hustle. I would say there's a lot of great things, but one of the things in our 20s and the one of the going back to why I started this was to pay off my student loans and to not have to worry about finances in our 20s. I mean, this is, you know, a time to have fun and go to weddings and go to life moments and I am going to travel and eat out and all these things. So to be able to not really have to necessarily worry about finances is something and pinch pennies is something I'm really grateful for for this business the other thing we talked about it was personal growth and mentorship that I don't necessarily get in my day-to-day and really the confidence it's brought in me and the people on my team um, it's just super rewarding and you're I always say you're in this business for yourself but not by yourself love that that's such a good little quote it's like a Pinterest (laughs) quote um I definitely agree too with the finances I know a lot of side hustles are passion projects for me right now again this podcast the goal wasn't like I want to be famous it was like I genuinely want to sit down with people that have views on different topics and talk about everything I love it but I did have a meeting with my financial advisor today (laughs) and I was looking at my finances and I was like 
God, if I just had like a little bit extra money and I could just pay that credit card off Mm -hmm. or that little bit and I could take that trip, but like I have to save for two more months. And I was thinking like, oh, well, that's where a side hustle would come in. Like I would have the extra money. So what are some perks you've been able to enjoy from this extra income? Oh my gosh. Well, I never started it for the perks other than just the extra income um, and to be able to pay off my student loans and obviously have great skin. I struggled with my skin. I would say one little perk is just the the business that I'm in. The products have changed my skin. But outside of that, um, I've been able to travel. I've taken trips to London. I've earned trips from my side business to Cancun, most recently to Napa. Um, And they're not just like, you know, these, I mean, they're all expense paid trips. It's awesome to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, So that's not why I started, but that's been um, amazing. I've earned shopping sprees to Nordstrom, things that like I probably wouldn't have buy myself. Um, Cash bonuses are always nice, but I would say really one of the biggest perks outside of like the tangible things is just reconnecting with people. People I haven't talked to in years. I have a girl on my team from fifth grade summer camp. I'm not kidding you. A girl that, um, another girl that was, I've grown up with and we were literally attached to the hip. We were actually Siamese twins for Halloween one year. Oh my God. And so like you're able to connect with these people who you wouldn't really have otherwise connected. You kind of, it's easy to stay in your bubble, stay in your friend group, you know, talk to the same people. You see people's lives on, on Facebook and social media and you know, you know what they're doing, but it's nice to actually have a conversation with people and, you know, hey, this this business might not be for them now, but maybe, you know, life moments change. That's a really good time to do something new. And so, yeah, I think just reconnecting and having those relationships has been one of the best perks. That's so true. I think people forget about that. Like you actually can rekindle old friendships or people from the past like that you probably would never would have thought about if it wasn't for a side hustle yeah it's so true so on the flip side though I imagine there's been a few rough times what have been the most difficult times of starting a side hustle oh um yeah with anything that it's definitely it's not like roses and butterflies every single day I think really getting people to understand what this business or whatever opportunity you're sharing about is all about Um, because a lot of people will just dismiss it with they're not interested and they have no idea what they're not interested in. Um, You might have even felt that, like reaching out to people, I don't know. But it's definitely people saying, you know, they're not interested and they don't know enough about it or they maybe have an idea of what it is because they've talked to, like, one friend who has, you know, false information. Um, But there also is, um, I think, side businesses get a bad rap for being pyramid schemes and so I do get that a lot and I always like to address that because I absolutely wouldn't be anybody who shouldn't be doing anything because pyramid schemes are illegal if there's no exchange of product um then you should probably do definitely do your research on what you're looking to get into um so I would say don't just like talk to one person and form an opinion about what it's all about do your research there's articles out there there's I mean, Forbes just wrote up an article about having a extra income and, and the importance of it and what it can do for you. So I would say just not – when I'm reaching out to people, I get a lot of not interested and they have no idea what they're not interested in. That's a good point. And something you brought up that made me think of the opposite side, if you are looking to get into a side hustle, 
what are like red flags that you should be looking at? Like in your instance, you were saying there needs to be an exchange of product. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess in my instance, what I had to figure out was like, can I record people and not have to like fill out forms? Like, do I need to actually rent out a studio? Like, what do I need to buy so the sound doesn't suck? These are a little different, but like, what are things in your case that you would, I guess, caution people to be um, weary of when starting a side hustle? I would say, what if you're selling something, um, a lot of times, you know, you want to be make, making residual income, and I mentioned this prior, so that means someone buys something at the point of sale, and then it's a consumable product, whether it's toothpaste, skincare, something they're using that goes down the drain typically that they're going to want to replenish, and I would just be cautious on whatever it is you're selling that it is actually a product and there's actually an exchange of sale. Um, and then that if there, it is a network marketing or something like that, that um, the person above you is like not just like taking all of your commission, you know, so that because that can get into the situation of the pyramid scheme. I would just do the research on the company and what is actually who made it, how long they've been in business, what's the success, um, look at the financials of the business, like are they, is this just going to be around for a year, or if you're starting your own um, side hustle, like can is there longevity in what you're doing? That makes sense. Have you ever wanted to take a step back with, I know, you, again, we've talked about the nine to five, and then you do this on your own time, but has there been a time where you wanted to take a step back and just focus on one of, one or the other? Like corporate or side yeah. hustle? Oh, yeah. I think um, we wouldn't, you know, a side business or something that you're doing on the side wouldn't be as rewarding as it is if it didn't have its, like, pitfalls or difficulties. Um, I think for me, I've had those moments for sure. I felt like giving up. Um, Absolutely. And I think it's taught me that we can do hard things. We can absolutely do hard things. It's not going to be a walk in the park. Um, and so it's definitely consistent effort, like we talked about, that goes into this. But the benefits and the rewards are far outweigh the difficulties of having a side business. And like I said, I mean, it's not it's not hard when you think about it. It's not in terms of what other people go through in life. The difficulties are very minimal. And so I have to, like, right. take, a, take a step back and be like, I mean, so what if <laughs> – you know, it didn't work out for somebody or this, you know, brand, something I posted didn't go get enough traction or, you know, these are just like minimal things in life. And there's so many other things that people go through. So I'm just like, yeah, it's hard, but it, it's so much, such a rewarding experience. Essentially the pros always the cons. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's a good lesson too, is like, don't take yourself so seriously. Yeah. It's like, like the post didn't go well. I mean, there was one post I did too to promote my podcast and I was like, oh, oh my God, I feel it. It's going to get a lot of likes. And like, <laughs> no one liked it. My, I think my aunt, who is a big fan, shout out TTDD, she liked it. And I was like, oh my God, no one else liked it. And and then I was like, should I just like stop? Do people really care about this? Like, am, am I just like speaking to an empty room? But it was like, no, it was just that one time. <laughs> yeah. Get over it. Sometimes it's just my mom liking yeah. my stuff. And like, shout out to my mom. She's my biggest cheerleader. She's actually was like, if you don't do this, you're always going to wonder. So you might as well do it. But I've definitely had things where I've posted. And that's not the evaluation of your business or the success by 
how many likes you get on something. You don't know who's seeing something. I've certainly had people say like, oh, I've seen your post. And you have no idea that they're seeing your post. And so, Absolutely. I mean, if it can help one person or, you know, the social media is an aspect of it. But, yeah, I mean, you can't take yourself seriously in this, especially with social media. I tell people, I'm like, be yourself because that's what people are attracted to um, and not just like posting to post. A thousand percent, especially with – with how many people are on social media today and content creation and everyone just trying to copycat everyone else and like reinvent the wheel like we're talking about it's like you can't just do that and hope that it sticks you have to have something that's different and the only thing that makes it different is yourself yeah i mean i i feel like i'm like a talking pinterest board right now just like saying quotes out loud but like it's true (laughs) like what is gonna make you different than anyone else your personality and like how you're spinning things it's not gonna be because you copied and pasted someone's status exactly So now that this has become so successful, you have a team, you've really expanded it. And how long have you been doing it? Four years, like you said? Yeah, four years. Would it ever be a goal to have this become a full-time gig? I think so. It's weird to say out loud to say that because that's absolutely not why I started. Um, But to, you know, be able to even think about that being an option and have plan B turn into plan A, I definitely think so. I will always just have some sort of hustle in my life. That's just kind of who I am. Um, but I don't know the time frame of when, but it's definitely been something that I'm I'm really proud of when I look back at where I am when I first started to now. I feel like, you know, the consistency is huge and I have built this customer base and this team up of people that are, you know, sharing about this business and opportunity with others. Um, but I, I think eventually I would if I do this full time, I'll also have something else um, in addition, but and not maybe necessarily a side hustle, but maybe something I'm passionate about in health and wellness. Um, but I've had an amazing support throughout this, and like I just I have to shout out the people that some aren't even customers or on my team that have supported me, like my family and, and friends. So um, that for me has been really really great, and we'll see where what where it goes. I don't know, but it's. It's definitely something that I could see myself doing full-time. I mean, that's awesome. Not a lot of people can say this side project that I worked on a few hours a week <laughs> is something I want to dedicate 40-plus hours a week. It might not even be 40 hours a week. I think that's no, yeah, a not. very corporate thing to say you have to work 40 hours a week to be successful. Um, I think that's why that whole book came out. Like, what is it, the four-hour work week? And, like, yeah. work smarter, not harder touting more hours you work does not make you more successful i remember seeing that on linkedin yeah. like someone's like crushed it this week 80 hours at the office and i was like no. that means you're probably bad at your job if it's taking you 80 hours to do prioritize. something like people always ask me how much time do you put into this i get that question all the time i'm like as much time as i want and i don't quantify it i can't sit down and be like so today i worked five hours on my business it's like i'm fitting this into my life so I don't know how many hours I work at it. Like, yes, I'm I'm busy with it and it's filling my time. But when I'm not working, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I'm like, oh, so this is what people do? They just like, you know, there's sac- some sacrifices. I have to be honest with you that I did give up. Like, um, a, a, I never gave up The Bachelor, but I gave up some reality TV to work my business. And I was like, so what? I'll catch up on that, you know, another time. Um, but I was saying I'm, I'm working my business now. I'm enjoying it. And 
yeah, I mean, it's we're all busy. I can't quantify the hours that I work on it, but I know that the time that I am spending is is something that's valuable and it's very rewarding. It's funny you brought up the sacrifices too, because that was my same thing. I was like, I can work on this during the week after work, no problem, a few minutes, hours, whatever a day. And I was like, well, wait, Monday's Vanderpump Rules, <laughs> Tuesday's the challenge on MTV. <laughs> Wednesday I don't want to do anything and it's like okay stop being silly like there's on demand you can record stuff but those are minimal sacrifices and then on the weekend I was like well I like to brunch and I like to go out on Saturdays and then Sunday I'm gonna to want to sleep and it's like but if we you can have that, still do some of those exactly things. and you have, if you have the mentality of it's gonna fail before you've even started it or I'm not gonna put in the time before you've started it you're probably not gonna be exactly yeah, I agree. There was an article, and I'll share it with you. Maybe you can, I don't know if you have a way to link articles. Yeah, but sure, in show notes. Okay, there is an article that I'll share with you about just millennials having a side hustle. It doesn't matter what your side hustle is or what your side project is, but it's important to have it. And there's like, you know, list of all the things that make up like the rewards of having a side hustle and why it's just smart and how some of them are, some of these side hustles are, more secure than what they're doing full-time and I think that's just like amazing to to see so I'll I'll share it with you but yeah you definitely have to make a few sacrifices but oh my gosh like if I can DVR bachelor you know so I'll do that I won't miss (laughs) I won't miss my Chris Harrison like reality TV terrible TV but I've definitely cut back on the amount that I watch I mean I think the other thing with side hustles too is like if something happened with your corporate job you would have the side hustle. Like if they did layoffs. Okay, so that was, it's really weird that you brought that up. So my corporate job um, got bought up by a private equity firm and I came out on a Wednesday and they laid off 145 people. And I remember literally calling my mom. Yep, I'm still 28. I call my mom like every hour of the day. (laughs) And I was like, you know, if this, if I get laid off, I honestly felt secure in what I had with my business on the side that I truly did not worry. And I think that was like such a relief um, knowing that I had that. And at that, at that moment, that was a, like one of the first times I was like, wow, you know, you should be so proud. You know, we don't say that enough. Like pat yourself on the back that you have this. Um, God forbid you lost your corporate job. You would be able to have something to live on. I if I lost my job right now, I would have to move home and sleep on my parents' couch. <laughs> oh, no. I suck at saving. <laughs> I'll say with Natalie, I suck at saving, and I I think that's important is to have multiple streams of income. I mean, if you guys have listened to Sarah Merrill from Big Kid Problem, she's she's a good analogy. Like she mm-hmm. has her hands in a bunch of different cookie jars because we don't know what's going to happen with the future of social media. In her case, like that's her livelihood. She's like, Facebook could be like, we're not allowing sponsored posts anymore. And so there goes her Facebook stream of income. Yeah. Well, good thing she has three other ways to get money. And I like that not only do you have the financial stability, like you said, to pay off in or excuse me, loans and go traveling, but it's like, we live in a world where we don't know what our next move is going to be. Exactly. Um, Or if you wanted to make a career move and you're like, you know what? I'm kind of done with my job. I want to do something else. You could probably take a few weeks or a month off until you figured it out. Yeah, honestly, I've yeah, <laughs> it's definitely a thought. Um, I like to say that I want to live an and life, not an or life. So I don't want to feel 
you know, for instance, I want to be able to purchase the plane ticket and buy the dress for the wedding. I want to be able to get my nails done and my hair done. I sound like a bougie bitch right now. (laughs) But, like, I want to be able to do the things and not feel – like, I'm certainly looking at my finances and saving and stuff, but I don't want to feel like I have to hold back on a a life moment or, you know, eat out at that amazing restaurant because I can't. And that's what this business has been able to give me – and I feel like it's just, it's smart to have something on the side. You just, like you said, you just don't know what tomorrow can bring. Um, and it just, it, it makes you think about, like, your future and not just, like, right now. Absolutely. Well, I'm so excited to see where this goes in the future because <laughs> you built you. this up. I already can visualize, like, a health and wellness <laughs> app or something we'll that you're going to build because you are, like, the healthiest person I know. <laughs> I want to get dinner with you after this, and I'm like, I'm, I don't know what we're going to eat. I wanted Domino's pizza. I don't know if we can get that. Um, but free, dairy Yeah, exactly. I think you, but oh that's another gosh. thing. Like, even going off of the this company that you work for, because you are creative, this goes back to everyone that's like a blogger or a writer or a videographer. Like, if you're creative enough and you have something to say and you can say it uniquely, start it. So, like, you could start, like, a health and wellness blog or podcast or video YouTube channel if you wanted to. And so I think the takeaway here is don't think you have to join a company. Um, you could always join one. I mean, hello, there's like Uber, Lyft and all these other things. Like that's a side hustle too. You can drive a few hours a, a week yeah. and make a side income. So it's not focused on just one thing. Um, and I love that we've found multiple ways to look at side hustles, not just the financial stability, but yeah. I think the confidence. And that's something I'm learning myself too like every week I improve a little bit and I'm sure with your business that's something every Mm -hmm. customer you got better at not selling to but like building a relationship with yeah it's very consultative it means the world when people send me texts like you know what the the business has done for them or their skin um and I want to say to your point is like at the end of the day when you look at successful people they've all failed there's a hundred oh, yeah. percent failure, you know, in whatever they've started. Maybe it was multiple businesses, so it's okay to fail. And I think that's what this business has also taught me. It's like things aren't gonna go always how you pl- it planned out, and you know, it's it makes you gain that confidence and gain that belief in yourself to keep going. And like that's, I mean, that's what this business, any business, you learn a lot about yourself and people. Um, and it's super rewarding. If I tell people, I'm like, if it's like not something that you're finding joy in, like, don't do it. But if you keep constantly thinking about it, going back to that, you should absolutely start something. That's so funny you said that because my friend and I just had this conversation where I think in your 20s you want to say yes to everything and you don't have to. It's like yeah. just say yes to the things that bring you joy. Mm-hmm. And so it that's so true for everything in your life whether that's a relationship with a guy relationship at work yeah where you work what you do if it doesn't bring you joy just don't do it yeah and if it does then try it out absolutely you might have to let go of some reality tv and and you'll have joy (laughs) yeah i think that's a perfect place to end i hope you guys feel inspired to maybe look into a side hustle whether that's making money or not it could be even a passion project but thank you so much natalie for coming on of course thanks for having me